Now, for those of you that are regulars to this show, you might go, hey, why didn't he do the fade in? Where's the, where's him hanging the curtain up? You know, what's going on? Normally, normally, you do the fade in, you see me turning the lights on. I feel like that's a, a little bit of a Mr. Rogers throwback. And the reason why is because today, Boston actress, you're going to want to possibly be here near the end to see the chat. Because the reason for that is, we have a special guest tonight, and the special guest tonight is a man that you've seen and known before. Ladies and gentlemen, let me present Bald Bull, Tony Polanco. Tony, thanks for joining me again tonight, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. It's going to be a blast. It's great to be here. Yeah, so, you know, last time we talked, uh, I don't know, sort of like where you came from, job, industry, this and that. For people, for those of you who don't know, Tony uh, writes... Uh, uh, reviews, articles about games, um, uh, does, uh, like some tech review sort of stuff too. Yeah. And, um, has a podcast, uh, loves comic books. But so tonight we're going to talk a little bit more about actual game games. And I wanted to yes. talk about a topic that you and I've discussed that I feel like is a little bit of maybe not quite as popular on some other podcasts because they're into the more retro games so i gotta ask you what is your first memory of say a retro game arcade like where where did you first fall in love with that yeah i think i actually told the story the last time i was here um yeah uh, but i'll say it again you know for any newcomers um so uh, I did, you know, I grew up in Dominican Republic and I had no idea what a video game even was. No idea. D didn't have them. Um, I, they exist in Dominican Republic, but I was never aware of them. Right. So first game I played was in America. It was at a, uh, fr my dad's friend's bodega and it was, um, I'm, I'm just keeping it real short now because you guys listen to the pre episode to hear the long version of it. It was an <laughs> arcade. Uh, it was the arcade version of golden axe and that was it bro that was it that's what changed me into a gamer then after that you know told my mom's like i need a nintendo because that's what all the kids had at that point and yeah man you know it all um snowballed from there and it led to me you know eventually one day going yeah you know what i like writing about games i should probably like make a living off this shit so you know there you go man but yeah it all started with a uh, golden axe man classic classic game and were you, so Golden Axe, okay, for those uh, who are maybe not familiar with this, Golden Axe was a Sega title. Do you yes. think that kind of influenced your love of Sega, especially in terms of the old school consoles? Do you, do you feel like that was like a, a sort of a hook with that style uh, sort of thing? Because I know you were a big Sega, you were a big Genesis guy, right? Yeah, I was. It's funny because obviously when I first played the game, I didn't even know you know, what company made it or even have a conception of that. You know, it's like it just came down from like the 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 sky. Humans didn't make these things, right? You know, but <laughs> um yeah, yeah. You go, actually obviously going back, it's like, yeah, when I think about Sega, I think about Golden Axe, think about Streets of Rage, Sonic the Hedgehog, Vector Man. You know what I'm saying? It, it all goes back to that. But um I didn't really have a conception like, oh my God, Sega's awesome just because of that game. It wouldn't be until years later. I'm like, yeah, that's a that's a franchise that Sega has under its belt that um it's been neglected, unfortunately, you know. But yeah, you could you could you could still say not only is that where my love of games started, that's also where my love of Sega started. Fascinating. 
like because for me i was a i was a nintendo guy and (coughs) and i think even though i had more initial exposure to some arcade games yeah be honest it sounds cliche but super mario brothers the first time i saw super mario brothers i was like because let's be honest most of the games even up until a certain point in the arcade they were score based round based stuff it wasn't like you were on a grand adventure where you moved to different levels and now you're in the underworld and I, like what was what was maybe the first title for you where you were like hey this is more than just like i i hesitate to say just a game but where you were like oh shit like the now they're making like you can go to these whole and i mean maybe not even a role playing game but like some of those more in-depth adventure titles, Metroidvania type stuff. What was kind of like the first title like that that you played? You know, it's funny you say that because it was, I mean, you know, if you want to go back a little bit, yeah, like, because I didn't think about it. Like, you're right. It's like when you play Mario Brothers, you were kind of on an adventure, man. You know, right. you're in the overworld and you go underground and you, you know, go go to all this stuff, right? And then obviously you had Super Mario 3, Right and Super Mario World, that felt like a giant world. But I guess I I could say the the first game that made me think that games could be more. And it's funny you said Metroidvania, Super Metroid. Oh, that shit. game fucked me up, right? Because you're there and it, it like it, it was the music that got me. I never heard game music like that. I was just you know, gonna say the the music yeah. in that was like was like an orchestra, man. Yeah, it was. I was like, how are they even doing this? Like, because before that, you know, you had your kind of, you know, Super Mario music, Contra music, whatever, right? You know, whatever, right? And that was great, you know? Um, We'll talk about Streets of Rage later. We'll talk about music, right? Oh, <laughs> you know, that was a whole other level. But, yeah, Metroid, man, like, and especially with that Super Nintendo sound processor, yo, you were in it. And it just enhanced the atmosphere. But even beyond that, the the gameplay, the exploration, it's like, okay, this isn't just like a kitty thing. This is some real shit right now. Right. You know, so Super Metroid definitely I don't give a lot of games like 10 out of 10 or or whatever. That's one of them. That's one of the games I give a 10 out of 10. It's, I don't know if there's anything if there's any flaws that Super Metroid is fucking fantastic. Yeah, that's a uh that's a near perfect title. I mean, there's nothing Yeah, man. I mean, and and, and when that came out and we played it, um I think it was there was a summer. I think that came out during a summer. Of course, we were yeah, out it was of summer. That's right. Yeah, and uh, God, we just that was like that was it. Basement playing Super Metroid, and a friend of mine, his brother, he used to he used to he worked an earlier shift, and he would come home, and God, he just that's all he could talk about was oh I, hmm. I found this like man, the guy was just infatuated with it. And to be fair, that was fucking just bonkers levels of awesome like. What the fuck? Yeah. No, again, like, you, you've never seen a game like that. Like, and it's funny you mentioned that because that's what happened. You know, I had a similar story. Like, my, my boy, he bought it, and he, you know, he came over, and he just slept over that because we just played it all night long, you know? It was like, what, like what's next? What's next? What's going to happen? What other power-ups are we going to get? What other levels are we going to get to? What other monsters are we going to find? God, you know? So like, oh, my God, that game's amazing. So You want to talk about retro games? You talk about retro games? You got to talk about Super Metroid, man. I want to catch up. I want to catch up a little bit with the chat. 
Uh, Bill's here. He's drunk on a little bit of vodka. We've got King Dinosaur. Nice. We've got Black Cat. We've got Mama Meow. We've got Just Me, Dash Feet, NH Girl Fams. Who is Thermite is rocking around. Black Cat's Poppy is here. King Dinosaur is here. Boston Actress is here. Now, for those of you who are listening to this, who maybe aren't watching the stream or who even say that you're not really watching the chat, here's what I'm going to say. There is a giveaway at the end of the stream for a custom commission drawn just for you of a retro game of your choice by Sophie. So uh, I'm, I'm going to sponsor a commission. You're going to get one-of-a-kind artwork drawn just for you, so make sure you stick around to the end. Um, there'll be a, a code you enter in chat to be eligible for that. Um, so that's going to be near the end. And, uh, yeah, we have a, a, a Thermite saying that he's too young for this. And King Dinosaur says he's stuck on Atari. Bill's talking about overnights with his buddy when you're on Wizardry 1 and Crush and Crumble and Chomp on an Apple II clone. Holy shit. You'd sleep wow. in shifts for days. Um, and Dash, uh, Dash V says that Sonic and Streets of Rage music always had, always had me always wish I had a Sega, but not till you married Mrs. Dash. Here's my thing, man. I, I know a lot of people like in, in, to be fair, some of the Streets of Rage games had some great music, but that music from the Genesis was like nothing that the SNES could put out. Right. Yeah, and that's what um, made Streets of Rage so fantastic. It's funny, I, I talked about this um, a couple of weeks ago with Danny Pena. He's the host of Gamertag Radio. Great Gamertag Radio, check those guys out. They're awesome, best video game podcast out there. Yes, I'm saying that even above my own. They're, they're fantastic. And we had a whole, it was me and him, we did a whole special just on Streets of Rage because uh, the first Streets of Rage recently celebrated its, uh, I believe it was 30th anniversary. 30th, or, yeah, 30th or 35th anniversary. Crazy. And... And we and I said I and I had to emphasize this, right? Despite the Genesis's um, technical limitations compared to the Super Nintendo, say what you will, Genesis is a great system. It was not on the same level as Super Nintendo as far as power goes. Despite all that, right? It used its limited resources to create a game that was perfect for that system, right? Like for example, right. the the system couldn't really put out flashy graphics like i said oh so the game was purposely gritty you know and it worked the music you know was very limited too so they made it hardcore techno you know electronic music because it fit well with the with the genesis i think if that game would have been on super nintendo it would have been too clean sounding too clean looking you know so it was like perfect for the uh genesis so yeah obviously we're not gonna you know say the genesis was like a technical powerhouse it was not but certain games like you know, Streets of Rage, like Sonic the Hedgehog, most definitely took advantage of the hardware and did look, you know, as good as Super Nintendo games. Yeah, and they, like, because I think that still had an 8-bit sound processor, the thing was, for a game like Streets of Rage, they made the music play to what they had. So it's a mm -hmm. little more, it's a little more bass-heavy. It sounds a little bit more like a like an urban beats you know, style soundtrack rather than trying to do something that was too orchestral. Yeah. And NH Girl Fans uh, says that she couldn't stand Sega system. See, we, Tony, we've talked about this with about the console wars and fights and how that's still going on to this day. I was all Team Nintendo. I was all Trash Talk Sega, whatever, back in the day. Now, I've warmed up to it in years since. But 
I imagine that there that that has been going on, and maybe Bill and possibly Black Cat and King Dinosaur can help on this. But I imagine that always that goes even back to Atari versus ColecoVision versus mm. Intellivision. Did you play any of those systems, Tony? Nope, I completely missed that boat. Like I said, I wasn't even in the country when those right. were out, so that was uh, way way out of my league and. Um, it, it's funny not, not to go too off topic here, but whatever like, you want, man, I can still go back to those old Nintendo games, right? I know they don't look good. And when I play them, like this kind of janky, but that nostalgia helps me push through, right? The jank, right? I don't have that with the Atari games. I look at them like that looks like fucking shit, <laughs> you know, looks horrible. T- you know, it's just like, no, no, I, I can't do it. So, yeah, the I, Atari games, uh, Coleco, all that shit, I completely missed that boat. And uh, I'm okay not checking them out, <laughs> you know. Especially some of the very early Atari games. Some of them are pretty rough, right? Like combat. Th- those, and even though some of that's yeah, iconic, oh my god, it's just, eh. But, and those games fooled you too, man, because you, you look at their box art. Beautiful art box art. <laughs> Right, you see that shit, man. Like, I gotta buy this game. It's gonna be the greatest game ever. <laughs> like the, yeah, the better the box art, the trashier the game is, man. Well, and didn't wasn't it even a thing where it was like, okay, Pac Man, right? Like Pac Man, yeah. The amount of cartridges in in consoles and stuff that it sold, but especially on the twenty six hundred system, people I think were pretty pissed because it was pretty it was pretty hack in terms of. Yeah. Not really being a great arcade translation. Oh, that at was all. a terrible port. I like I haven't played it, but I've seen it. I'm like, wow, what is this? <laughs> you know, <laughs> terrible. So we got uh, uh, we got Dash V who says that he always wanted all the consoles, and now he has them. So that's pretty awesome, man. I I think at some point, Dash, what you should do is just do a tour and just show those consoles. Like, there's a lot of people who still have a lot of love for that stuff. Um, King Dinosaur had Atari. And his brainier friends liked in television. Uh, Bill says he eventually got a 2600, which was great, but you preferred computers over consoles back then and ever since. Um, But King Dinosaur wanted a Coleco, but mostly wanted the 5200 for Yar's Revenge. Yar's Revenge, that's a fascinating title, because that that guy eventually went on to program E.T. and had like a near-nervous breakdown and gets the bad reputation for crashing the industry, which really wasn't his fault. Um... (laughs) <laughs> but Krista was a NES, NES, uh, SNES, and then Game Boy. Uh, Black Cat has only ever played Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Did you play that game? Oh, wow, Tony? taking it back. Yeah, yeah. On, it's on, actually on Nintendo. Good. Super, yeah, Nintendo. Yeah, that's got good yeah, graphics yeah. and music. I remember. Yeah, I remember. Um, I replayed it because they had like the the. Was a Saturday morning collection or something? Capcom put them out years ago, and I replayed. I'm like, oh wow, I remember this? Uh, Ducktales was on there too. Man, like it's funny. Like licensed games, they usually get a bad rap, but back in those days, licensed games were pretty good, man. Right. Especially the Disney ones, except for like Total Recall. Well, you know, yeah, that was crap. <laughs> I mean, they weren't <laughs> all good, but yeah, I'm comparing to now, yeah. Um. So let's see. Uh V commenting. Yeah, the box art was Lord of the Rings, but the game was a block bouncing off another block. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um King Dinosaur uh says that he was a dirt poor little kid, so he's happy with anything. Look, our, you know, our family, we were we were pretty fortunate. We weren't dirt poor, but we weren't 
rich by any stretch of the means. But we, we, I mean, we, I didn't, we didn't own any of the consoles up until the original NES. Everything else before that, I played at other people's houses or would be at the arcade in the pizza parlor. Pizza parlor, fucking oh, wow. video games. Yeah, man. Um, Pitfall Two, Pokey Audio. Uh, Black Hat sold all that stuff a couple of years ago. Oh, damn. Don't ask me if there were two of everything, kind of like Noah's Ark. Black Hat, I only wish I could go back in time. I would have bought all of that shit off of you. Damn. Um, so, Tony, let's go back and talk. Let's go back and talk, not necessarily consoles, but let's go back to, and in terms of retro, let's talk about arcade memories. Yeah. So, do you remember when people used to put the quarters on the top of the machines and then they started cutting the little divots in there for quarters and for a while yeah, um yeah it, i was initially like oh that's next play but then eventually dudes <laughs> where i was at they would start coming up there and they'd start cramming cash in there around the time mortal Kombat and street fighter came out dudes were motherfucking betting on the matches Oh, yeah, I know. Those days were crazy, and that's when I really started hitting arcades hard. But here's the thing. Back in the day, right, like, obviously, you could go to arcades. New York had a bunch of them, but not only that, but, like, almost every bodega, every other bodega had an arcade cabinet of some sort, and the biggest one was Street Fighter. So mm -hmm. after school every day, me and my boys, we just get together and play Street Fighter, you know, in, in, in a little bodega, you know, and just going crazy. And then obviously when it came uh, to, you know, to Super Nintendo, that was another level. But yeah, arcades, we played that. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat was nuts, man. I remember it was a, a school trip. It was a bowling school trip. Played a couple rounds, whatever. You know, I wasn't really interested. And off to like the back, I see this arcade cabinet and I see blood flying everywhere. I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know? Go over there. I see sub zero ripping off spines and shit. I'm like, yo, this is dope. This is my game. Spent the rest of that trip just on just playing that. You know, <laughs> it was great. You know, that's what um, I used to do. I used to get in trouble because there'd be like roller skating parties, and I'd go there and I'd rent the skates and I'd skate a couple laps around, and then I'd go over to the arcade machines and that's spend it, man. all my money on the games. I did. It's funny you mentioned that because we, yeah, we had a rolling skating, road roller skating trip too. That's a tongue twister. Um, I, you know, for you guys who don't know, I'm in a wheelchair. I can't roller skate, so I'm like, I'm just gonna play some fucking arcade games. So they had Virtual Fighter. Virtual Fighter Two was already one of my favorite games on Sega Saturn. I see the actual cabinet. I'm like, ah, let's go. You know, we went ham on that. You know, Best and virtual what, fighter, what fighter. Who's your main? Um, it was funny you mentioned that. I, I have favorites. I don't, I don't like having mains because I feel like if I have ten characters here, I want to be good with all of them, right? Okay. Um, obviously I'm gonna have some favorites, but the ones I gravitated to, or the ones I like the most, or the ones I use, I always call them break in case of emergency characters. You know, the characters I'm really good at, but I only save them until like I'm getting my ass beat. Uh, it was the Bryans, it was Jackie and Sarah. Those were my main yes. two. You know, they, that Jeet Kune Do, You know, fucking Jackie. Um, Jackie, Jackie was King, the man. Baby. Yeah, so that was that was that that was the shit right there. So what else? NBA Jam in the arcade. Oh, He's on fire. We were just talking about that the other day, where I was like, I could give two shits about watching sports nowadays, and then uh, I was like, if I never watch another basketball game in my life, I wouldn't really care. And Dash V was like, Yeah, but NBA Jam is pretty sweet. I was like, Dude, if ba if real basketball is like NBA <laughs> Jam, I would watch that. Especially yeah. if you had oh, to light the guys on fire. 
Yeah, no, dude, forget about it. It's funny, uh, a couple weeks ago, I was in the city uh, hanging out, and I got to play some NBA Jam, the classic one. I'm like, let's go. You know, dude, dude. Here's the thing, because they've tried to re-release NBA Jam a couple times, but to me, and this is because I'm just an old curmudgeon, I need the old rosters, man. Yeah, dude. You know, I need I need the old rosters like these new cats. I'm like, I don't I don't care about LeBron James. Yeah. You know, I want to play as Patrick Ewing. You right. know, <laughs> that's what I want. I want the the old school guys, man. Um, so yeah, NBA Jam was dope. Um, X Men: Children of the Atom. You know, we were big Capcom guys back in the day. All their games were crazy. X Men was X Men: Children of the Atom. Marvel superheroes, and then my personal favorite, X Men versus Street Fighter. So you're combining. X-Men, which was my favorite comic at the time, and Street Fighter, my favorite game of that time. Are you kidding me? It, yo, we went insane playing that in the arcade. Not only in the arcade, but then when it when it came home to the Saturn, Saturn had the best version of that game. The PS1 version was crap, right? Because you could only have one character at a time. The game's supposed to be tag team and shit. Uh, the Saturn could handle that because it had the extra memory card and stuff. Dude, th- those Blistered games were insane. Thumbs. Blistered yes, yes. dumbs with those fucking titles. We could not stop playing that shit, dude. I remember me and my bro- yo. This is how hardcore we were, man. We cut, you know, after school we come over. You know, this is when we had the the Super Nintendo version of Raider Street Fighter, and we just sit all afternoon practicing Hadoukens and shit, They're just throwing them at each other. Not even fighting, just practicing. You know, and it's like, oh, you fucked up because like because the goal was like for both of us to shoot Hadoukens at the same time. So obviously they would hit each other. But if you fuck up, you get hit, you know. Um, so we did that. Sure, you guys, we practiced. All, and then we would switch sides because, you know, the moves change depending on what side of the screen you're on. Right. Right. You got to get, so like, get used to down forward the other way. Yeah, the other way. So we would switch like every 30 minutes. Like, all right, switch it up. <laughs> you know, so we'd be good on both sides. Man, we went crazy because the 90s was like the heyday of fighting games. Right. So at whether it was the arcade home, we went ham on all that stuff, man. Dark Stalkers, that's another one that people don't talk about. I love that shit. Uh, all the SNK games, King of Fighters, Samurai Showdown. Did you ever Bro, play it was Mace real, the man. Dark Age? No, I did not play that. That was actually. that was one that I got like I almost said I got I had a guy like basically threatened to kill me in the parking lot because he oh, couldn't shit. beat me. Um and I remember <laughs> chopping his head off with the executioner and he's nice. like I'm going to fucking chop your head off fucking outside, motherfucker. And then he walks outside and is like, uh-oh. Like, I'm kind of this scrawny fucking little kid. That's like a fucking full-grown man who got <laughs> mad because... Yeah, it would get serious in the arcades, man. I remember... I'm not trying to be racial about it, but it's just real. You didn't want to fuck with the Chinese dudes. Because no. they were nasty, right? They were the best ones, you know? So if you beat them or the Korean kids... You better watch out because they, they're going to get very angry at you, you know. Right. So when they would come up, I'll be like, all right, bro, you got this, man. I wouldn't even mess with them, you know, because they, they were too good, you know. Um, what else, man? Even, so, even crap fighting games I play, like Primal Rage. I only play because I like dinosaurs, you know, but the game was terrible. That um, game was fucking trash. It was trash, <laughs> but it had dinosaurs that were eating people. It was great, you know, in that <sighs> sense. Um, so, Eter- um, Eternal Champions. I could go. I'll stop right now because I could go on about fighting games all fucking night. <laughs> I just man. want to. Uh, I just want to catch up a little bit on the chat. Bill remembers that and says, "I remember that when that was happening. The Roller Skating Arcade took you took them a month to figure out what the fuck was going on. That goes back to like betting mm-hmm. on the games. Um, Black Cat used to go to the arcade and play the boxing game. Uh, Bill still get still flinches with the Raiden special move sound. I think he's probably <laughs> probably talking mm-hmm. about the." 
the dive across the screen. And, yes. Uh, <laughs> we have Cat Minecrafter who stopped in, who's feeling better. Yes, this is a guest. This is the inimitable Tony Polanco um, who stopped in saying hello. We're talking about some retro games. Um, I'm glad that you're feeling better, Cat Minecrafter. Um, Black Cat loves it when dinosaurs eat people. So what about what about Rampage? Did you play Ramp or King of the Monsters? Oh, Dash V is yeah, called King of the Monsters. Oh yeah, man. Oh my god, you know, I'm forgetting the name. There was this um like uh it was a game show on Nickelodeon, right? And they used to play that game, King of the Monsters, all the time. Maybe somebody in the cat chat could remind me. That's oh, how I got put on to that. that. Was that what you know what I'm was the, there was like where they, they would do like they had to like play off against one another, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was something like that. It was a Nickelodeon show in the early '90s, and they would play King of the Monsters. And what about it, I was like, Yo. were you a pinball Pin guy at all? Oh no, no, no. that's like because that's like video games. You know, I'm like, what is this? Um, you know, yeah, I, I never. I, the only pin, the only pinball games I played were video game pinball games, like like um like Sonic Spinball. You know, yeah. Uh, but like real real pinball, no, I've never really cared for that. I was like, I'd rather play the arcade game, even though technically that is an arcade game too. You know, King Dinosaur loves pinball. I, I, I was always fascinated with pinball because, uh, I guess still, I always had a fascination with how they would build the little mechanical ramps and everything, yeah. you know, the little, the little ramps, the little sensors and all that stuff. And I, and I always loved pinball and I was never really that good at it. And this pizza parlor that we used to go to had these pinball machines in there. And and there was this, like, giant fat guy who would come in that would play pinball. And that guy was fucking incredible. Tony, I'm telling you, it's like fucking the who. That guy, he would play. <laughs> he would never not get a free game. He would oh, rack wow. up enough free games to the point where he would eventually, when his pizza got done... He would leave, and there'd be, like, six credits on it. And he didn't even give a shit. He'd put, like, one quarter in, and he'd play the entire time he was there. Wow. <clears throat> That's wild. <laughs> that guy, that, that guy's uh, a legend in that arcade, I guess. I mean, like, there are a lot of dudes <coughs> like that where I feel like some of those old-school games, you know, and again, you, you, you were maybe a little bit further past this, but I remember stuff like Centipede or tempest and watching dudes just fucking go berserk on that shit throwing that ball or hitting the spinner i'm like and it was amazing and i feel like a lot of those games once they started moving again towards more story based or fighting type stuff a lot of those guys like they, they i feel like some of them they 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 weren't into those other games so much they liked the ones that were more pattern based yeah, yeah, more. I call them gamey games. You know, yeah, they they just like the high scores and all the the simple mechanics. Um, it is kind of sad that you can't have a world with both of those. You know, you can only have kind of one or the other, which is weird. You know, Battle Zone, Pizza yeah, Hut, yeah. Pizza Hut had games always in there. There's a Pizza Hut that had a game, one of my favorite retro games called Satan's Hollow, uh, at it, and I'll, I'll bring that up a lot of times when guys are playing retro games. I'll bring that game up and they'll be like, what the fuck? And they'll play it and they'll be like, holy shit, this game is hard. I'm hmm. like, 
That's those old school arcade games, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck you up. And, and that was the point to suck your quarters. Quarter eater. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where that term came from. And it's funny because then that difficulty translated over to consoles. It's like, yo, we don't need these games to be this hard. God damn. You know? <laughs> You're like, hey, I can't put in another. I can't drop $20 into this and to continue to beat it. It's just fucking game over. You're fucking done. Start yeah, no, it was crazy. It was crazy back then. But yeah, those type of games, um, I didn't really mess with. I just played with you know the arcade, mostly fighting games. That's what that was. And and beat 'em ups. You know, um, Spider Man was dope. Fucking a man. Yeah, um, Turtles in Time. You already know, man. Yeah, beat 'em ups and fighting games. Th- those were my my jams back then, man. Dash V. Remember the name of the show? <coughs> Nick Arcade. Nick Ar- oh that that was the name of it Nick it's Arcade. Just Nick Arcade. I remember that. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was crazy. I was like, yeah, go ahead. But yeah, King Dinosaur, the putting the quarter on the machine to stake the turn and then it eventually became That's, betting. Yep, right there. The yeah, having the little they had the little cutout slots on the plastic on some of the new fighting games because that was so like and you'd always have some dude like you say there's there's a, 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 a an arcade called Pinball Pete's up near uh, University of Michigan. And there were a lot of Asian students at that college. I think there probably still are. And those dudes were so serious about those fighting games. And, man, you would watch them, and they'd be, like, sweating. They Like, and the matches (laughs) would last forever. You're like, dude, I was never fucking good at these. Like, not like that. Like, holy shit were those guys fucking good. Yeah, no, those guys are another level, man. I, I think it's in their blood or something. Because, you know, think about it. A lot of the, the arcade games that we know, they're, you know, they're Japanese, you know, the descent. So, I don't know. I'm being stupid right now. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they those guys had skills, man. I mean, it's just, uh, like I say, I don't know. They they always just seem to have some sort of aptitude for it. Um, but uh, we have Bill who says as much as he loves RPGs on PC, he only wanted casuals in cabinets. Black Cat played things like baseball, pinball from the 50s. You'll see if you can find pictures. I like some oh, wow. some of those old-school pinball games are really neat. Um, like they had one, I think it was called, uh, uh, there was like, it was like a, a, it was like Barroom Champion or something like that. There's some really cool old pinball games, some really neat artwork. And again, just the fact that they had to build all those with little electronic circuits where you know like the ball would hit a sensor and and connect a physical circuit to make the bumper work like there's a there's a little bit of there's a little bit of some some fucking engineering to that that's that's kind of badass when you think about it right like that was before you could just code things differently if you're like eh, we don't really like this we can't really do that if you had to build the fucking board um and dash v who's here in the chat has a i think a bunch of pinball games um <coughs> game genie were you a game genie guy tony oh yeah absolutely man we, we had that we had game shark you know because you, you know back in those days like at least uh with me and my friends you know we weren't exactly rich right so we would borrow each other's games and games needed to last you a while like i would give, maybe get two games a year so you know things like um game genie and game shark would help you extend the the life of it even more and then there's certain games like fucking 
battle toads, you needed one of those to beat it because it was just so brutal. Fuck you know? that game, dude. Yeah, no, fuck that. The, the speeder bike, I, I never got past that. Ever. Ever. <clears throat> well, the, the story or the lore of that is the, the game companies were getting frustrated because with the rental market, people weren't buying titles. They were renting them. And as I'm sure yeah. you did by that point in time. Oh, absolute blockbuster video, man. Yeah. You already know who. You got you got good enough to where you could run it on a Friday and you'd have beaten it by Sunday, right? So yeah. who's going to buy these games when you can just rent it for $2 and beat it? So they basically made Battletoads that difficult, e.g. unbeatable, so that you couldn't just rent it oh, man. and beat it in a day. And that's kind of dog shit. Because, like... I, I hated I always hated games that had that like artificial difficulty curve. You know, like I don't know about you, but yeah. I got arrogant to the point where I'm like, I'm good enough to where, yeah, okay, maybe I'll lose a couple times, but like I should be able to beat any game in a reasonable amount of time just with reflex and intuition alone. So if your game is not like that and I have to read guides and cheat and whatever to get through it, it's because you made this fucking crap. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, again, they just wanted you to keep the game and not just give it back, you know, the, the next weekend. But, yeah, that's it. it, it I'm glad we kind of got away from that starting in, like, the, the mid-90s. It's like, all right, how about we try to add all these other elements instead of just brutal difficulty, you know? Uh, and I remember um, even developers were like, yeah, we actually spend a lot of time making these games. We actually want people to finish them. <laughs> so right. that was another impetus for it. Joey... Uh, woke up early and misses this podcast. Joey, we miss oh. you. Joey, how are you? Joey, what is the first video game you ever played? Uh, and while you're potentially typing the answer, Dash V says, yeah, uh, for the game, G, not just cheating either. You'd kill weekends just randomly entering codes to see what it would do to the game. I remember doing that too, trying to find and like fuck with them a little bit to see if you could... Like, just sitting there, a room full of kids, just typing in codes to see what it would hmm. do. <laughs> Nowadays, if you do that on PS Live, you get fucking banned. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, forget about it. They don't mess around anymore. Gamepad cheats and Easter eggs need to come back, too. Well, yeah, like, you talk about Easter eggs. Fucking the, the Call of Duty Zombies experience is pretty much all Easter eggs. It's fucking ridiculous. But, like, do you see the thing where there was, like, a... And I never knew this. There's a code for Metroid where you enter something with, like, motherfucker, and it's an actual password. Wow. No, I didn't know that. That's crazy. <laughs> no, so I have like, no idea. That, that's hilarious. So let's, let's continue to go back to some retro. What game do you think that at the time... Everybody was like, oh, wow, this is like... And you're like, no, dude, that game sucks. Like, what are you talking about? Like, eh. Like, I know for me, way back in the day, everybody used to talk up Twisted Metal. Oh, Twisted Metal, you gotta play this Twisted Metal. It's crazy. It's the best thing ever. And I remember playing it, I'm like, dude, the graphics in this are terrible. The vehicle, the cars control, fucking terrible. The split-screen multiplayer is Dog shit, it's all slow. What the fuck are you guys talking about? Like, because by that point, 
I was more into PC games, and I remember, I remember seeing that, and I think that was a PS One title, and just going, yeah, it was, yeah, what? Like you really? This is the this is the game that everybody's like pissing their pants over. It's kind of crap. Did you have any you know, titles funny. that were like that? Uh, yeah, and I'm glad you you said Twisted Metal because I was thinking, okay, this shows how old I am. To me, retro game is you know sprites, right? Not not polygons. I'm like, oh yeah, that's new shit, you know. Um, so I wasn't even thinking that because I was like, like, wait, were there any Super Nintendo games or Genesis games that people loved that I hated? I was like, I can't think of any. But since you already brought it up, yeah. Um, I thought Twisted Metal was pr- pretty crappy looking, and same thing with um, uh, I may get some hate for this Crash Bandicoot. I'm like, what is the deal with this game, man? You know, you're, you're playing as this like crackhead, whatever the hell he was. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what the hell is this thing? This is stupid. You know, well, I will admit though, this was back in the time when I had to hate on PlayStation on principle because I was a Sega guy, right? So that could have been a factor to it, but I remember that game. I was like, "Yo, this looks like shit," but everybody seemed to love it. There were commercials. Remember those Crash Bandicoot commercials? They were everywhere, right? So yeah, that game. I was oh like, yeah, Lara Croft. She's so hot. Her boobs look like a literal fucking triangle. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Like- it's funny we were talking about Lara Croft the other day. I loved the first Tomb Raider. It was great though, man. Like that, that you know, you speak of my games. I made you see games in another light. It's like the game was an open world, but it felt so vast you know and i remember because a lot of people say that their first big 3d experience was super mario uh, 64 right i never yeah. owned an n64 i thought i thought the n64 by that point i was like nintendo was fucking garbage you know uh, like i just dismissed them um because i had grown up you know i was a teenager i was like i need something um adult you know yeah, so that's that's why right. yeah get edgy sega sega right um, even though it's funny because I own both SNES and Sega Genesis and I love both equally, but you know, when the balls dropped, it's like, man, fuck this kitty shit, man. It's all about Sega. But so a lot of people, their first um 3D, big 3D explorable game was Super Mario 64. For me, for me, it's Tomb Raider all day, man. Yeah. You know, that game was all, it was epic, you know, it was so epic. Um, it, it was great. I remember, you know, the quick thing on, on Throwdown, we were talking about, um, you know, what characters would we want to have dinner with? And I said Laura Croft, but the old Laura Croft with the with the uh, triangle titties, not the new one. That's all mopey, you no. know, like because the old one, she was fun. A, yeah, yeah. turn her into an edgy teenager. She actually had more character back when. Yeah, she was, she was fun. She was like, fun to talk to. Yeah, yeah. she was like, a, well, she was like a British Indiana Jones. Yeah, exactly. You know, so yeah, I, I would say Crash Bandicoot. That, that'll be my answer. That game, like, and it's funny because I played it. Uh, they re they remade it. Excuse me, they remade the game, and I was like, okay, I see the appeal. But yo, this game is was is still hard as fuck. Unfair too. You know, like I, I like the the bridge the the level that I am like I'm done with this game. It was this bridge levels. Like everything just kept breaking on you and stuff. Like okay, I can't do this anymore, man. Fuck this shit. <laughs> I like you know, like the dash V said that Crash was a dollar star Sonic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, tell me about what, it. You know, I love this. What what else do you feel like title wise or game wise? Was a dollar store version of some other game. Hmm. There was a lot of those back in the day, man. What, what, what would you say would be one of the funniest? 
for you? Like, I remember there was this game version. called Power Moves for the SNES. Wow. <laughs> Characters and everything are so hack. It's clearly this cheap-ass ripoff of Street Fighter, but it's just garbage. <laughs> yeah. Even though I like this game, you know it was a ripoff, too? World Heroes, man, if you remember that. World Heroes was like hardcore ripoff of, uh, of Street Fighter. I'm like, yo, you guys aren't even hiding this shit now. Uh, it, it was funny, man. There's a lot of those games. Um, I remember for a, just a little bit of time, I, I had it. I was hating on Fatal Fury, right? Because I was like, oh, this is just ripping off Street Fighter. But then I played it. I'm like, ooh, this is good. You know, so I couldn't hate anymore. Um, SNK was dope, man, back in the day. I love Samurai. It's funny because I, um, I, I can't talk about it because I'm still technically under embargo. Uh, but I've been playing um, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut uh, that's coming out on Friday for you guys on PlayStation. And it's funny how, like, because I don't really mess with too much samurai stuff, but if I go back, the first, like, samurai thing that I love, love was Samurai Showdown. Yeah. Me and my boys, we played that on 3DO, bro. Like, th think about that. It, like, outside of the SNK uh, Neo Geo, which was literally $700 back then, that was the 3DO version of that game was, like, almost arcade perfect. The, the, the obviously the SNK the the Neo Geo one was arcade perfect because it's literally the it's chips in a cartridge, right. <laughs> you know. I have two. Uh, I'm gonna sing Happy Birthday to Joey really quick. It was Joey's birthday, so here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Zero Joey. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Joey. Happy 18th birthday, man. Uh, welcome to adulthood. Nice. Things go downhill from here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, happy birthday, man. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the, you know, the, 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 the dollar store stuff. Like, a lot of people liked a lot of those titles. Like, I remember there was an Arrow the Acrobat. And I had a, a, a friend of mine who's like... Oh, man. <laughs> I remember that game. Who's huge into that for whatever reason. And I'm like, yeah, but like you liked what you liked, right? Like you liked what you liked and you played the games that made you happy. Like I, I remember, uh, that, you know, I, I initially was a eh, Zelda, that's baby stuff. Um, Castlevania, Dracula and monsters. And eventually you move on you're like, ah, you know, games are pretty good, <laughs> but like, those titles too, right? Like going yeah. back to some of the old retro titles, Moon Patrol, Centipede, um, Root Beer Tapper. Somebody was talking about how they were like mad Jesus. that that like games weren't realistic and this and that. I'm like, did you ever play Burger Time? You're a guy who runs around and builds giant hamburgers. Like <laughs> <laughs> the games started where they weren't realistic. What the fuck? Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> like come on guys <laughs> like ga games like back then were really trippy because they didn't care they just did whatever you know i kind of wish there would be a return to some of that but i i i gotta be honest other than some of the indie steam uh steam sale stuff i kind of feel like it's not gonna right the like game yeah. like burger time or some of that really goofy shit that came out back in the day like, do you remember booger man I remember Boogie Man very well. Yeah. 
Uh, man, that was uh, not great. <laughs> I remember one of my neighbors, he got in trouble for renting it. He rented it. And he brought it home with his mom. His mom told him that he wasn't allowed to play it and took it away from him. Like, it's just boogers. Oh, that's great. Why? Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) But Donkey Kong, like, even a game like Donkey Kong, it's an iconic character, right? But, like, where's their place now? Like, are you. Yeah, no, those kind of games that, yeah, they don't, you know. Like where where where's that anything going to come from? And I feel like some of the iconic characters that come out now, like I was like, yeah, but they don't have that certain. Eh. Like, hey, look, I loved Lady Dimitrescu as much as the next, but like, hmm. it's not iconic like a Mario or Donkey Kong or Samus. Like, and, and in that regard, I would say, what do, what do what do you who do you feel like is the latest? iconic character that isn't just a game or a title popular that kind of gets passed off like that just they feel as thermite said a lot of it just feels watered down to me uh king dinosaur is just naming old games sorry he's drunk don't be sorry dude yeah. name some old games i love old games earth yeah Wind um Jim. yeah like like iconic characters um like within the last what five years i don't know man are there any? I don't think so because, uh, like, most of the characters that we know, that you know, they're at least fifteen years old. You know, like Fucking for example, Kray- you know, Master Chief that's twenty years old. Uh, Kratos that's fifteen. You know, um, Nathan Drake that's fourteen years. So yeah, it's, I can't think of any to be honest. Um, I don't know. I, I I'm blanking out. I'm a video game journalist. I'm like I have no idea. <laughs> hey, there's a there's a good article slash question. If you ever like, yeah. hey man, I need. I I don't know. I don't know anymore. Like I don't. Like even what yeah. Captain Price from Call of Duty. Like what is this fucking? But see, Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. I just feel like she's not iconic though. I actually nah, find she's her cool, but extremely. Does, yeah. What's that? You said you find her extremely what? I find her super annoying. Hmm. Like, um, man. I like she's cool, but no, she's not iconic. She is not iconic at all. You know, um, I know some people if PlayStation guys will be like Ellie from Last of Us. I don't know about all that. <laughs> I don't know about all that. <clears throat> See, but uh, so like Thermite says, Vast from Far Cry Three. He was memorable, but I feel like yeah, he was, yeah, he was memorable. But I feel like you're not iconic if you don't span across multiple titles, right? Yeah. So, like, if you were just in one game and that's kind of it, like, yeah, like, I don't know, Qbert, but, like, Dragon's Lair, Pop-Up, Frogger, like, fucking even Frogger. You're like, dude, how, endi- like, enduring. You're just a frog that crosses the fucking road. Man, you. I, I think I may have to ask this on Twitter. Like, what are the most iconic video game characters uh, that have um, come out in the last five years? Like, I'd be very curious to hear uh, responses because I can't think of any. Like, the, the next thing I was going to say, I was going to say Marcus Phoenix. That's fucking 14 years ago. Right? You yeah, know, like, so, I, Thermite, yeah. I get what you're saying. It's regarded as one of the best villains. I'm not, I'm not taking away from the, uh, I'm not taking away from them being memorable. 
but still don't feel like yeah. they're necessarily iconic. And even Shepard, the problem with Shepard is Shepard was whomever you wanted Shepard to be, right? Yeah, Everybody's exactly. Shepard was a little different. Your My Shepard was a complete asshole. So, like, yeah, I played him consistently as a dickhead through all the fucking games. But, like, you know, as a story-written character that's across multiple titles that has that much, like, enduring popularity. Like, Handsome Jack. See, like, Thermite, again, I'm not saying that I'm disagreeing with you. Handsome Jack, it was funny, but I feel like when people are like, hey, do you want to, like, here's a here's a poster or figure of a character from a game. People aren't like, hey, can I get a Handsome Jack figure? Like, people just don't fucking say shit like that. Like, it's, it's always these other, like, I hesitate to say classic too, but like, where are the new, where are the new multi, like there's, there's still fucking cranking out goddamn Mario games. Like, yeah, exactly. In um, Sonic games. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Cause again, those guys are iconic. You, even if you put them in like a silhouette, you instantly know what the character is. Right. Uh, that I feel that's been uh, lost in recent years. The design, maybe like <coughs> the design of some of the stuff just gets, do you think that's a realism problem? It could be, yeah, because now characters are becoming so real, like they've lost some of that uh, that appeal. But even think about it. Okay, let's just for the sake of argument, even if we did say Commander Shepard, right? It's fourteen years ago, so it's like, come on, we're 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 talking about the last five years. I can't think of any, but right, going back to design, it's like, yeah, if everything looks real, then if you put like. A, a, like a soldier in Call of Duty is not going to look any different than a soldier in Battlefields. The same thing, <laughs> right. you know. So what he's do you got get? camo on and he's carrying a rifle. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, for example, you take Kratos's profile and put it black. You know, just a black profile. You're like, okay, that's Kratos. You could tell from the outline, right? The profile silhouette, bayonetta, same thing. But again, these characters came out over a decade ago. You know, I was going to say, those are two interesting ones, because Bayonetta had a bunch of titles, and so did uh, so did Kratos. But yeah. even still, those first titles, God, they came out fucking some almost 20 years ago. What the fuck? Yeah, like, yeah, God of War, the first one was 2005, I believe, and Bayonetta was 2008. So, yeah, it's it's been a long time. So, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I can't answer that question, bro. Uh, Dash V says, if the requirement is that the character uh, be in large franchises with repeat appearances, then no recent characters in the last five to ten years could possibly qualify since games now take decades to come out. Well, they do, but they mm. also, I guess the flip side with that would be you have titles like, uh, like for example, the Call of Duty titles, they get released every year, but those characters aren't iconic. They're fucking just guys running around shooting stuff. Like, who gives a fuck? Yeah, exactly. Right? Like you have some of these indie titles that come out, but like Stardew Valley. In in this Bill made an interesting point. There's too much RPG for that now. It's all about character customization, so the actual player player character can't be iconic because they're just point. made to order. So yeah. I think that's the other thing is that everything has so much RPG in it now. They want you to feel like you were in the game rather than well, here's the story of this guy. But, like, even just some of the imagination, like, every now and then I just go, fucking, why is every game like this? It's a fucking, it's a fucking goddamn same thing. Like, he, like Shovel um, Knight. Dash V brought up Shovel Knight. It's a neat title. Yeah. 
I think it's cool. I will say that character is kind. I'm not going to say like iconic like Sonic, but it's he's very recognizable. Very recognizable. Yeah. So he comes close. That's if close. Him, that's a yeah, good one. If you see, Dash yeah, if you see that's him, a good, that's a good. Yeah, that's a great a, one. Yeah. I like that pick. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I would, you know, almost give it an honorary mention because even if you take Shovel Knight, the silhouette, yeah, you could tell it's still Shovel Knight. You know, so yeah, it's a good one. I like that. Bill says, like, I'm all in on Bethesda AAAs. By definition, that can't exist there. I disagree. And the reason why I disagree is because they could have made an NPC that was iconic. But I feel like yeah. even the NPCs in a lot of those titles are just kind of blah. I mean, I think about, for example, go back to the original Zelda games. Well, Princess Zelda, you couldn't play her. I mean, some of those older titles, there were characters that were super recognizable, familiar, e.g. iconic. And they weren't necessarily the characters that you could play. Yeah. Like Bowser. Like you couldn't play Bowser up until what? Like Mario Kart? Yeah, pretty much. But he's iconic as fuck. Right? So like even some of the villains and the antagonists, I'm like, God, they all just seem like they're cut. They're printing these out in a fucking factory. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned that like a few years ago when, uh, Doom 2016, which was a fantastic game, by the way. When that game came out, the cover was so generic. What somebody did was they took the title out of the the you know the box art and plastered a bunch of random other video game titles, and it worked every time. <laughs> <laughs> it worked every time. Hilarious. That's like the guile theme goes with everything. <laughs> Yeah, it was that. It's like the Doom cover goes with everything. Because the Doom cover is just Doom guy with a big fucking shotgun, which is literally every other video game cover. Every now. other fucking game. So they like they put Far Cry on there. They put Assassin's Creed. Everything worked. It was hilarious. Thermite says, I would say Agent 47, but then again, the first game was like 50. Yeah, exactly. I remember yeah. the first fucking Hitman game. It was fucking f- ages ago. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny. You mentioned, I was going to say that too, but yeah, he, that's an old character. Uh, but Agent Forty Seven, that's iconic. You see, you see a ball because he's like a ball dude, whatever. But you see a ball dude with a barcode on his neck, you know who that is. I should Instantly. go as Agent Forty Seven for fucking Halloween. You should, you should, man. Put a tux on, you know, with that red tie. You'll be yeah. good, man. Just well, get a, somebody to take a, a makeup pencil and just draw or sharpie and just draw a barcode in the back of my head. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be. Should just get a real one? This is fuck you, and you scan it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Now, Tony, I said that I wanted to respect the fact that we wanted to keep yes. this to an hour because I know you have to get up early. So, uh, in this furious discussion that I've had a lot of fun with, um, yes. I, I love talking games. We don't talk games enough. A lot of, lot of fun, and I feel like, shit, we could probably talk for about another six hours about this stuff. Probably could, you know. But uh, we do want to do a giveaway. <clears throat> the giveaway here is going to be for some custom-made artwork. So if you want to be eligible for the giveaway, just type the word Tony, T-O-N-Y, in the chat. Just type Tony, and uh, you'll be eligible to win. So uh, type the word Tony in chat, and then we'll roll this here uh, in a moment. So... um, I can't thank you enough for coming and joining me, man. You you have such a wide breadth of knowledge. 
uh, about these titles. You, I mean, you're man, you're up to date on shit all the time. I really, really appreciate all the hard work that you put in keeping up with the stuff. These stories come by so fast sometimes. Honestly, your your feed. I hear about a lot of the news and a lot of the gaming world, honestly, from your fucking feed. I'd rather watch your feed than I would fucking most of the other outlets that are out there. Let's be honest. A whole lot of them, they're fucking dog shit clickbait crap. At least you (laughs) actually talk about the actual stuff, right? Yeah, man. Man, I try to keep it entertaining, too, you know? Um, cause I was sort of, I was like, you know, delivering information is one thing, but if you can make it engaging, entertaining, that's what I do. Even if it's just a snarky little Twitter remark, you know? Uh, but a lot of people do tell me, I was like, oh man, I, I get my news from you. And it's funny cause I don't, cause I don't cover news anymore. <laughs> I just tweet about it. I, cause mainly nowadays I just do uh, reviews and previews, right? Uh, I don't write news anymore, but I still obviously chime in on every, every single big gaming thing. And obviously I have to keep up to date, not only because of my job, but because of the podcast. So yeah, man, I'm I'm always tweeting out the, the big stuff. Like, obviously, I'm not going to cover everything, but the big, big stuff. Like, the latest one was uh, Fortnite ripping off uh, Among Us. I'm like, yo, what other things have been, hasn't that game ripped off of? Jesus. Like, Fortnite is basically Applebee's at this point, where you don't you don't go to Applebee's for their, like, original menus. You go there because they got shit that you like, you know? It's like, <laughs> right? what do you want? You want a burger? You want a, you want a fried chicken? We got you. You know, that's what Fortnite is. Now it's like, what do you want? We got you. I'm not going to be surprised if they add like a full on single player action adventure mode into that game of Fetchy because may as well you're ripping off everything else. You you ripped off fucking Battle Royale. You ripped off fucking, you know, Among Us. And now you have literally every character on Earth in this game. So it's like the, the epitome of like homogeny. You know, you want to talk about what's wrong with games. And I'm not trying to shit on the developers, but Fortnite is what's wrong with gaming. I said that in jest, um, but I think I may be halfway serious about that, bro. Ah, but I'm not going to get into that. It, uh, <laughs> yeah. it definitely, it definitely strangleholds a certain segment of the market, which yeah. I find disappointing. And one thing, and you know, I, I'm not going to try to go too crazy, but you know, we were talking about iconic characters, character designs. I feel that game is kind of ruining that because now every game wants to look like Fortnite visually I'm like this is boring everything looks like Fortnite now what are we doing here you know but all right yeah, here I'm we go um everyone who wanted to enter hopefully you were in with Tony looking at the dashboard of the folks that are here uh so here we are we're going to roll it you ready and <laughs> Who is Thermite has won the giveaway? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Nice, Thermite. Um, I will will, uh, handle that with you, so um, hit me up in a DM. But you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You guys know me. I like a lot of surprises. I like doing doing some cancel... I like uh, uh, doing some crazy shit. So... King Dinosaur also wins. So King nice. Dinosaur, you also are going to win uh, a retro, custom retro artwork of your choice. So we're going to do two giveaways. So that's two commissions, two custom pieces of artwork. Um, so if you guys can hit me up over some whispers or DMs on Twitter, uh, we'll take care of that. We'll get you guys some some fu- something fucking nice. So, uh, Sophie does amazing artwork. Dude, I don't know if you've seen her shit, Tony. But she does these no. ink pen drawings 
They are so fucking vibrant and vivid. Amazing fuck, amazing fucking artist. Um, does a really nice That's work. Awesome. She likes drawing a lot of retro artwork for video games. Um, so uh, we'll be dealing with her to get that stuff out for you guys. So this is the first thing that King Dinosaur has won since the second grade frog jumping contest. Oh, wow. <laughs> By the way, I need to add this. Every time you say King Dinosaur, this is what I hear in my head. King Diamond. Yeah. Yes. King Dinosaur will <laughs> love that, by the way. <laughs> oh, man. Love King Diamond. Yo, I saw King Diamond was one of the last shows I saw before the lockdown. I, I saw him at um, King's Theater in Brooklyn. The show was fucking insane. They put on the whole spectacle, man. Stay showing everything. It was so amazing. Me, me and my uh, homeboy, Emilio, who's my co-host, we went nuts, man. We're both big King Diamond fans, so that was a great show. Love that band. It's fucking solid, dude. So, hey, man, thank you so much. We're going to end the stream here. We're going to let you go. Um, I really, really, really fucking, again, I can't thank you enough for stopping by, dude. Anytime, anything you want to talk about, it's always a pleasure. I know everyone here enjoyed this. I mean, shit, just from all of the activity in the chat, you can tell that everybody was fucking having a good time. So I can't That's thank what it's you about. enough for stopping by, dude. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. I uh, hope you guys have a good night. And if you want to catch me, I'm on Twitter at Ramudeth, R-O-M-U-D-E-T-H. And in my bio, you can see links to all the plays I write for. I write for PC Mag and Laptop Mag. And you can also check me out on Throwdown Show, which airs on Twitch every Thursday and Sunday night, 10.30 p.m. Eastern. And you can also catch Throwdown Show on literally any podcast app on the planet. So yeah. one's your favorite check us out throwdown show tours throwdown show and let's have some fun fucking hey man so i'm gonna finish the last of my drink here salute as we say at the end of all these episodes stay safe keep the faith and all that good shit tony thanks again man have yourself a great night really appreciate that and uh we will see all of the rest of you again tomorrow at 11 p.m for another episode of the Cigar Going Lounge Nightcap. So let's go ahead and raid on over to someone else. Uh, let's see who's online right now. Uh, I know, Ooh, we're talking raid. about retro games. Let's go right over to Zotmeister. He was in the King of Kong documentary. He was the guy who oh, really? went up against, what's the guy's name? Billy Simmons Billy or fucking whatever the fuck Billy his Mitchell. name was. That fucking yeah, douchebag dude made the fucking hot sauce. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. uh, Zotmeister is on there. We'll go ahead and raid over to him. Uh, thank you so much, everyone. Again, uh, you guys make this show. You make this channel. I love the interaction in the chat. I, uh, so I can't thank you guys enough. We will see you again later. Take care. Peace.